Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. First broadcast, that is. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging, also acknowledging our queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contribution there contribution to diversity my apologies um on and around the lands and welcome to listeners of all genders including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen i'm sally goldner your host for out of the pan um broadcasting out of melbourne and yes there's going to be a showdown well there's at least going to be a show because it's a radio show that's what we do i'm bringing you pansexual issues Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks for your company. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it by all the various means of technology. You can telegram. No, that went out. Um, Tony Abbott was the last person to use a telegram when he telegrammed his um, resignation to the Governor-General. Those rumours about faxing were just so unfair. Poor Tony. Um, Anyway, um, you can do the... um, You can't even fax anymore. Um, we've caught up to 2010 on this program, said the person who still thinks sending an email is amazing, which you'll hear about on the show today. Um, you can, however, email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751 215. That number again, 61456 751 215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or you can look for the posts on Facebook in the usual places. Um, And on the show today, I've decided to pull out an audio recording of a presentation I gave at Health Indifference, the wonderfully punnily named conference that happens once every two years this year up in Sydney in April when it was 30 degrees up there and apparently 35 one day. We'll have a song about Southern Hemisphere winter. Um, to close the show today. Um, it seems like ages since it was 35 or even 20. I'm not a winter person. Anyway, um, if you are, if you are, and tell me what you enjoy about it, uh, yes, um, please, um, you know, sort of um, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I need to know how to survive, although I've got to say Friday I did take some time out and went down um, in the sunny but crisp conditions, chilled out by the beach and meditated a bit because I was feeling a bit frazzled. So it's nice to do that too. And as I go to air now, the skies are a clearing. Let's hope the clear skies become clear queer skies. Um, puns are plenty on this show. So yeah, that's the main theme of today. Um, and um, we'll ha- I'll have that uh, session, but of course lots of news going on. Um, it is 
the um, we've had figures released this week um, showing that we're in the first six months since marriage equality, there's been close to two and a half thousand. Well, the report says same-sex marriages, which may not be the case. It could be a person with something other than male or female on their birth certificate marrying someone who is either male or female. It'd be interesting to get that breakdown. Um, of course, some people who had marriages performed overseas had them instantly recognised, and I'm thinking to quote a publicly mentioned situation of Tony Briffer, Tony, someone who has something other than male or female on the proverbial birth certificate. Um, so not sure if that comes into it all. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yes, it's great that we've had that, but it's sort of still like, hmm, what about what else and it still needs to be done? So I'm going to have a look at how we might look at that today in what I have to say. Also, just having a look on the way into the studio, another big report on um, the... Uh, well, I will say increased numbers and keep it neutral of um, right-wing religious types in the Victorian State Liberal Party. And, you know, sure, they've got a right to join a political party. Um, The thing is, of course, that's got to have implications for rainbow communities. And that's something we've got to keep an eye on over the next six months. Also, lots of great listening on 3CR over the last week. Um, forgot to mention on air, and I said I would um, last week, but the fabulous Jane Green from Vixen Collective was on Queering the Air, um, followed by an interview with Jules um, Kim from Scarlet Alliance. They are two of the leading um, sex worker organisations um, in the country. Um, so, um, And, of course, yesterday was International Whores Day, and that is said in context because that's what the day is called. And be careful if you're not a past or present sex worker about using the word whores. Um, and so it was great to have um, the Queering the Air crew did a great job. And I just highly recommend you download their podcast and have a listen and find out what's going on. Some ama- It's been a very interesting week um, for uh, the uh, in that world, the... It's in the position now of the three political parties. The Liberals, whilst their pot, their party executive wants to go to the dreaded Nordic model, um, the party room has said a big fat no, which is very welcome. Um, the Labor Party now favours decriminalisation in what was apparently a unanimous vote at their state conference last week, which is awesome. The Greens favour um decriminalisation, but of course there's an ongoing debate about Kathleen Maltzan, the Greens candidate for Richmond. Should she get in? What will that mean? Will How will she vote um, in terms of her conscience versus her party policy? She's now come out and said that she would come out, no pun intended, sorry, not a pun there, can take puns too far. Um, she has now emerged and said she would vote in line with party policy, but hasn't changed her personal views. Is that good enough? So stay tuned to 3CR um, for um, updates on these issues over the next six months um, and a state election yeah, in the last weekend of November. There's also um, you know, the possibility that a federal election could happen as early as August. I'd probably blanked that out of my mind, but we probably have to just be alert, not alarmed in relation to that idea as well. So we'll keep you up with all the rainbow news and views on that on this station. And the good peeps and in your face had a great show, um, including an interview with Dr. Ruth McNair, who's just a, a medical researcher and 
health professional who was streets ahead of her time thinking about buying trans before anyone else was and had some good research on LBQ women and substance abuse. So have a listen um, to On Demand or um, in the or the podcast for In Your Face. Can't value our queer colleagues enough on this station. It's a good place to be. All right, um, let's um, have a listen to a track that came my way a few weeks ago, and it just hasn't been the right show to play it. Um, I got a, a an email. Someone did um, email in to um, the, the show, and this person, um, as we bring up the deets, is a song is a guitarist by the name of Scott Free, and sent me a track called um, 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 a song called "Dress Me in Yellow" featuring vocalist Elias Krell. And um, the good thing is, um, I'm going to play it for you. And it's from an album called Songs for the Rainbow Family by the Diesel Tykes. I like that. Um, the reference, a bit of wrestling reference to Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Um, Big Daddy Called Diesel. No, that's not really what it's about. So I'm going to have a listen to that now. And then uh, on the return, I'll have the um, talk that I gave at Health Indifference on Unconscious Bias. 3CR. 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting on a Sunday afternoon in Melbourne, Australia. And hopefully I'll remember to connect things up. 3CR, here it is. Estás sintonizando 3CR. 3CR3CRBroadcastOver100andThirtyProgramsIn25Languages,supportingCommunitiesAndViewpointsThatYouTJustDon'tHearAboutAnywhereElseSubscribeToYourAwardWinningMultilingualCommunityRadioStation3CR
um, your recently ended long absence. The message was in relation to the interview with the fantastic Jesse Paradox. There's a strong connection between art and politics. Um, there's power in being creative and a free spirit. A wonderful interview. More females in the music industry. Yeah, more females, trans and gender diverse. More diversity. I mean, I um, if we're going to talk about subconscious bias in a minute, I am not unconscious to the fact that I play a lot of classic rock on this show, and a lot of it's possibly done by heterosexual males, but it's my in-joke and I'm sticking with it, but at least I'm aware of it. Um, seriously, um, yeah, we do need diversity in all forms of arts and music, and um, I could, will give a little hint, watch this space, there could be some an exciting collaboration between myself and um, Jesse Paradox. And yeah, lots of independent music from Jesse last week. And as I said, we heard from Scott Free with Elias Krauss um, on vocals, um, Dress Me in Yellow from the Diesel Tykes album. And you can um, just go to the Diesel Tykes. The site is up, but still being worked on. And I've also posted the lyrics um, to the track um, under today's Facebook post. All right, Health Indifference was... Pretty pretty cool this year, although always room for improvement. I did hear from people working in the sex industry who still felt a bit uncomfortable there, and that's perfectly valid. Um, probably things that you know, I can't find out about from my lived experience because I haven't had it. Um, so you've got to listen to other people's lived experience, and sometimes you might not know that you're not including or you're being outright um, negative towards someone. So I gave a little talk, which I'll do now, do now in two segments of 10 minutes each, give or take, um, on this topic of unconscious bias. Yes, it was with a PowerPoint presentation because it was at a conference and that's kind of what happens. But all the same, um, I think you'll be able to follow it all the same if you do want any of the slides or not sure of what I've said. I'm happy to um, send you that or post it on the Facebook or whatever. So let's have a listen to part one of yours truly at Health Indifference Talking Unconscious Bias. Thanks, Sean, and welcome to people of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. And I might have to get a magic person up the back to click because I'm not just... Oh, wrong button, sorry. Very much acknowledge that we are, again, that we can never do it enough, that we're meeting on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and pay respects to elders, past, present and emerging, also acknowledge our LGBTI original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their particular contributions to diversity on and around the lands. The nature of this presentation about subconscious bias, I will give a content or trigger warning. It will be a mention of a range of situations that involve forms of prejudice, hard, as I say, to um, ignore, you know, to get at, do the presentation without it, but they'll be kept at a verbal, emotional and psychological level, and apart from what I'm saying now, there'll be no mention of physical or sexual abuse, just so we can make clear that it's not there. So, I'm not sure how clearly that photo comes across, but... There's a poster that was around a few years ago in LGBTI inclusive services that um, was, you don't have to tell us if you're LGBTI, but it's okay if you do. In that sense, I'm gonna ask if anyone can recognize anything that they know about that um, slide. 
And it's okay if you tell me, but it's, it's, you don't have to know anything, but it's okay if you do, if you want to tell me. We won't be um, culture shaming here. I know it's a bit fuzzy, but does anyone know anything about that slide? Anyone recognise it? The Brady Bunch, yes. See, it's a safe place and we value all forms of cultural expression. <laughs> now, that's from the classic 1988 telly movie. Well, maybe that's open to your interpretation. The very Brady Christmas where, by this time, the kids have kids of their own, some have partners, and they all come back for Christmas. And you can see there's an interesting setting there. You know, you've got two tables. You've got a big table for all the big people, You've got the person playing Cindy, Jennifer Runyon. Susan Olsen was off on her honeymoon in real life, so couldn't make it. And you've got the Brady's grandkids. And here's an adaption. Sometimes our communities are like that. We have gay and lesbian at the big table. We sort of put transgender down at the back table and then by and intersex are treated by the little kids. So we're all in the same room but sometimes some of us feel like we're being talked over. So it's a diverse cultural reference, but it kind of works for what I want to talk about in many aspects of subconscious bias. Bias. So conscious or, and unconscious or subconscious. And I really liked that definition. It's sometimes hard to get a definition of it um, that's overarching, if you like, and not related to a specific um, attribute. So I like what that says. Um, you know, it's not just um, race or ethnicity. It can be any group where we make a statement and it's not accurate, including being hurtful. And, um, you know, the thing that I've added down the bottom there, that very last sentence in bold type and I want to make this really clear we can't know everything I turn on my computer and I send an email I have no idea how that ends up in my friend's inbox in the UK 30 seconds later I don't know how it works that's okay and I can't know everything about diversity even though I'm a bi trans neurodiverse Jewish world wrestling entertainment loving country and western loving um, woman <laughs> Oh, I've, I've stretched diversity too far with that last reference, haven't I? <laughs> and it's okay not to know, but as I've said there once with the smiley face, and I really want to bring that up early in this session, and it's what I'll talk about calling in and calling out. How does it happen in rainbow or queer, or as I sometimes like to call us... Just back on um, to where Thank we were. And loving country and Western loving um, woman. Oh, I've, I've stretched diversity too far in this session, and it's what I'll talk about: calling in and calling out. We're back. How does it happen in rainbow or queer, or as I sometimes like to call us, the Brie communities, um, bodies, relationships, identities, and expressions? And I've already patented that, so um, I'm getting sponsorship from a cheese company. Um, <laughs> yum. And sadly, it is all the possibilities. And I feel for a presentation such as this, I'll acknowledge my own, the parts of myself that I feel I can talk about most freely. You know, that I've experienced misogynism, transphobia, biphobia, neuro-expected thinking, amongst others. They're my personal experience. 
I'll acknowledge my privilege as someone who is white, middle class, Anglo-Saxon, educated and always had a roof over my head, probably amongst others. But of course there are plenty of others outside my personal identity and experience. You know, I've listed just a few there. Forms of disability, race, newly arrived people, many, many others, and people working in the sex industry. And I honour those who are struggling against the SESTA foster laws at the moment. But I've popped a few examples up there that may seem surprising to people. Our organisation's inclusive, we've got one trans project. What happens if the trans person comes to reception and is misgendered? And then someone and then they do the right thing and say, look, say it was me, my pronouns are she, her, I'm female, and someone glares at you. And it's happened. We have one bisexual committee member. Uh, yeah, but is your organisation going to really listen to that person equally? Are they going to be treated with respect and open-mindedness? We're working for the LGBTI community. And this was a discussion just happened just before afternoon tea. Communities or populations, plural. And I've said there, Vic government. We're very fortunate, as been mentioned in a few sessions, we have a pretty good state government in Victoria. I want you to name one bisexual specific measure that that government has initiated. There aren't any. So we, when we say we have to be inclusive, make sure we're looking after everyone and bring people up, level the playing field. This one happened in a relatively high level LGBTI policy meeting when we were discussing terminology. Older people don't understand the term LGBTI. Well, if you're an older trans, bi or intersex person, I think you might. But the thing is, it was said by someone who was around 50, which I think is a bit youth-phobic. So, and this was about discussing a term that tried, rightly or wrongly, to represent the whole community. Going beyond my own experience, sex workers in Mardi Gras, six years ago, people working in the sex industry wanted to march in Mardi Gras and they were, t they were told, why would heterosexual women want to march in Mardi Gras? Two-thirds of people working in the sex industry are LGBTIQ, but a gender-normative society can assume things that aren't accurate. For those who were here yesterday and saw the picker box, um, the trans and gender diverse picker box, which was incredibly awesome, um, Star Lady mentioned an example of what's happening in a working group in Victoria. This is a trans and gender diverse expert advisory group comprising trans and gender diverse people, health professionals and medical professionals. <coughs> so yeah, great, we're sitting at the table like the Brady Bunch. Problem is the trans and gender diverse people are being talked over, um, cut off, talked down to, which is pretty poor. The solution should be to say to the other people, hey, check your medical privilege, check your cisgender privilege. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. And the trans people now have to have a pre-meeting meeting to suss out their strategy, which is doubly transphobic because most of the people are volunteers. And the last one, a policy meeting example. Another policy meeting where I was at, an LGBTI policy meeting was discussing on this occasion a trans-specific issue. And a cisgender person in the room 
said, well, I'm not trans, but if I was trans, I'd be doing such and such. That's pretty pathologising and dismissive of trans opinion and experience, but the person wasn't aware of what they were saying. So these are some of the ways it can happen. It can seem incredibly subtle, but it's there. And that is a legitimate pause. So yeah, part one of a talk on unconscious bias. Welcome your thoughts via all the means of communication. Um, in the meantime, um, well, as I sort of I hinted at earlier in the show, I did this um, on Friday just to have a bit of a break. I went down and sat by the beach in the crisp sunshine to chill myself out a bit, um, in the words of Die Straits, from their very first ever track that you would have heard um, on an album, um, their eponymous album, I love that word, self-titled, from 1978. Gosh, 40 years, an unconscious anniversary. Unconscious bias can work positively. Um, here's a track that's appropriate, down to the waterline. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au. And... I still love that song and that album. You knew we found something um, new when uh, Mark Knopfler first emerged with that album, um, Die Straits, eponymous album, and the first track on it, Down to the Waterline, played on 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally first broadcasting on a Sunday afternoon. Melina has emailed in, thank you, um, saying that um, it's a great speech and loves the humour and honesty in addressing the issue. Um, well, there's a second half to come, so um, um, there's, there's more honesty and humour, so standing by. Um, Melina asks, the Australian media is one of the worst industries that perpetuates stereotypes and casual racism that leads to unconscious biases. And in the context of the Roseanne situation during the week in her show being axed, um, the thoughts on the issue and as Australia moved on as well within our media, wonderful work as always. Well, um, this balanced Liberan can give a very clear, definitive answer on whether the media's moved on, and I'd say no. Obviously, there are better bits than others, um, you know, in terms of all sorts of things, Guardian, Crikey, um, that sort of stuff, um, Fairfax generally better than Murdoch, and so on. But it's hardly moved on. I mean, we look at the same things happening with Sunrise, which and there's a good article during the week about how that really is tabloid television, um, and you can't really unfold it, so to speak. Um, I'd agree with that. Um, so, yeah, we've got a long way to go. The fact that the media um, treats people like um, simpletons, um, people might remember it was about uh, a year ago that we had the situation first up where... Um, the today um the sun the channel 9 morning show um put up a really um poor um sort of um slide of pre-prepared photoshop um that was transphobic and made did a whole transphobic sketch and um then you know there was a whole uproar and then Sam Newman did the same thing on the footy show six, you know some months later so I don't care whether they're separate shows. They're all on the nine networks. So the fact that they thought they could get away with it again. Um, and, um, you know, so, um, yeah, um, a long way to go. And that's just trans. Of course, the Sunrise situation on the stolen generations was appalling. And um, so much of it. As I say, there are some good gems. Um, and biased as I may be, that's why you need to support uh, Radiothon for this station. I'll give you the um, link before the end of the program, everyone. Um, and yes, yeah, so I think our most of our media still got distance to travel earlier. 
um, we heard one of our community announcements for um, the fact that there are so many uh, multilingual programs on this station, apart from obviously SBS, although that's of course being watered down and attacked the same as the ABC are by the right-wing types, um, then yeah, not a lot elsewhere. And yep, um, good to have you listening live, Melina, at last. Um, and yes, we need letters writing to newspapers deconstructing our narrow-minded media and we need representation on more for that. Um, yeah, and hopefully, well, I don't know if I'd want a contract with commercial media. Um, probably be subject to a lot of clauses about what I couldn't couldn't say on both sides. Anyway, I can dream. And yes, I'll be winning Oslotto this Tuesday night or something like that. Anyway, I'll go back to part two of my talk at Health Indifference on Unconscious Bias. And um, here it is. There are, of course, negative consequences. Burnout, and particularly given so much of LGBTI involvement, is volunteer-based or underpaid, underemployed, etc. And I'd note specifically the degree of difference, and I've deliberately listed our um, communities in that order. There's more funding for GAP, for G, fair, reasonable amount for L, little bits for T, but it's worth noting that there's never been in any of the UK, the USA, or Australia a government grant given to a bi-specific organisation. I find that very disconcerting if we're talking about equity. So it, it tracks the visi invisibility, erasure, and the disadvantage. Yet people aren't thinking about it if it's not on their radar. The problem with subconscious bias and lateral hostility, there's health damage. If you're someone involved in the communities, you're constantly having to fight these issues, you know, you will run down mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even physically. Loss of self-esteem, you know, you think, gosh, if you, you know, uh, particularly volunteering, go to work every day and you're just dismissed, you know, ignored, talked over, it's pretty damaging. A loss of trust. And I do want to touch on again something that came up in one of the presentations yesterday. I'm still, to be honest, struggling to sit with the idea that there was little disparity in the distress caused during the postal survey across communities. Trans communities, and so a large extent intersex, and to some extent by did cop a fair amount of the stress. Trans and gender diverse people faced abandonment. But another layer to the postal survey was that we weren't consulted about strategy, yet it seemed when trans people were being attacked, there wasn't enough leading yes campaigners who stood up and stood with us. But were we even consulted about how to deal with the situation and come up with a win-win solution? No, that is in itself a form of subconscious bias. Trans people weren't considered worthy of consultation. We lose too much talent through this problem and productivity. And it's not just the allies in the broader community, which I've defined as heterosexual, cisgender and similar, but I do know good gay and lesbian people who try to be inclusive, who get frustrated by seeing it and move on and go into the broader community for their work. But there's also the loss of different perspectives, and I put there Management 101, because a lot of what I'm saying does link back to broader concepts. It's well noted that if you've got more perspectives around a table, you've got more chance of hitting the, the best possible answer. 
diversity is good for problem solving. Why does it keep happening? And as I've said there, um, these are by no means the the whole caboodle. There are a few explanations, but they are not excuses. Misuse of privilege, which happens on so many levels and happens within our communities. Insecurity, this is a big one, where people perhaps are struggling in some way with themselves, so they dump their stuff on other people. And I think that can happen within our communities that maybe people who are strongly saying they're gay or lesbian identify perhaps truly somewhere under the bi umbrella or people who strongly proclaim monogamy could be secretly um, deep down want to be polyamorous. Those sorts of things can happen. I think that the assimilationist approach has been a big problem to subconscious bias, this approach. We have to be just like heterosexuals. I don't want to be like a heterosexual, I want to be me, with all due respect to any heterosexuals in the room. Some of my best friends are heterosexuals. (laughs) I tolerate their lifestyle. No. So I think that assimilationism doesn't work for everyone. It's going to lead to problematic outcomes and a sense of bias and people feeling hurt. Sex negativity, the idea that sex is something to be swept under the rug, not talked about, shamed, guilt, etc. Obviously it's going to hit um, parts of our rainbow that um, are talk about sex and in a way do have a strong connection to sex, such as polyamory may have, and sex work. But often, of course, this is twisted onto groups that really sex in the intimacy sense of the word is nothing to do with it. The moment trans people are mentioned, oh, that's bodies, that's genitals, no, we can't talk about that. And yet, unfortunately, again, this has been used to shut down debate. Um, Binaries are a real issue, I think, in our community. We want to make it all nice and neat, a bit like the assimilationism. So I just channel my friends who are doing lots of presentations on bisexuality in another room. Be a hashtag binary buster. And I think funding issues, interestingly, are related to subconscious bias. We fund the areas that perhaps are a bit more well-known at a research conference I was at you know, it seems the same topics seem to get it, sure, in the broader community, but also in our own. But where it's inequitable, um, you know, and across and within the rainbow, this leads to stress. A small organisation won't have an, a human resources, HR department or an employee assistance program. So if someone's facing some sort of discrimination in their involvement, they're not going to be able to get the support. And... Um, Other things, think about the phrases, we have to work together. It's good when we do, but it shouldn't be the first priority. We have to engage when it's Lyle Shelton come and talk to us, and other things. So how do we fix it? To get to the title of the presentation, we have to open our hearts. We have to unblock ourselves so we can be open more easily to other viewpoints and be willing to think about, be aware, and listen to other people and open our hearts and listen with our gut, to use a phrase I heard recently. It can be challenging. Many of us have been through trauma of many sorts, but we need to do it. Um, Just imagine if we did, if we all just did a little bit of it, 1%, everyone in the rainbow communities. Go higher, 5%, 10%, ooh, 
it could make a huge difference. So we all have to do it. How we do it, as I've said there, whatever works. So long as it's clean, lean, eth- clean legal, ethical, and no one gets hurt. I did write that bit while watching WrestleMania on Monday, so... <laughs> yeah, Shinsuke. Oh, no, he turned. Anyway. We've got, we'll have a WWE LGBTI reference group meeting after, the, uh, after this presentation. Um, so, look, seriously, whatever works. Counselling, YouTube clips, sexual, sex body work to shift energies, so long as it's safe for you and doesn't harm anyone else. And a critical part, I think, is values. It's not just good enough to have a value statement on your website or, in old-fashioned terms, shove it in a drawer and forget about it. It's got to be... You've, you've got to walk the talk on it in your organisation constantly. You know, constant training, constantly staying up to date, and not just what you aim for, but how you do it on a day-to-day basis. So the other part of it, calling people in, this is what I mentioned earlier. As I said, we can't know everything. To give you a quick example, someone misgenders me, and I say, look, my pronouns are female, she, her, and they go, oh, sorry, didn't realise that, but I've got it now, I'll forget about it. But if they keep doing it, and I have a friend from the first part of my life and I transitioned 20 years ago who is still using my male name. Yeah, that's a problem. So there's a contrast there. Try to be in the present moment. Is it, is, and also acknowledge people's efforts. If they are getting it wrong, go, oh, wow, you're going, just keep going. You know, that's a good thing too. We can get frustrated when our identities feel attacked, but when someone does it well, keep working with it. What if a self-declared ally won't listen, though? And I've had this happen where someone is doing subconscious bias or privilege or whatever. That's a challenging one. You may need to get a group of people to write to their employer or them or something. There's tactics to be considered. And also check in. Why have people left an organisation? You don't have to do a huge one-hour exit interview, but if someone leaves suddenly, a phone call, you know, a coffee, whatever, coffee, said the Melbourneian. Anyway, what are the benefits of moving beyond subconscious bias? We keep talented people in our community and we've realised, of course, in the last couple of years, in the second half of last year, we need every ounce of strength or milligram, um, sorry I got my age away, that you can, you can get. We fight queerphobia more effectively. We end up with happier, healthier people because we're not facing stress and double standards of hypocrisy. But most of all, we're going to get to valuing diversity, equality and equity better, stronger, faster. And in the words of a 70s TV show, we have the capability to um, build the bionic queer community. Thanks, everyone. Yours truly up at Health Indifference um, in April this year, um, about six weeks ago um, was when that happened. And, um, yeah, um, well, there could be some, I'll just say, watch this space type of developments um, very soon, um, which would be could be very huge. That's all I can say um, on a couple of little things in there, which is really, really welcome. So, um, yeah, um, um, yeah. Um, have a think about that. I'll come back and wrap up the um, the presentation um, with some afterthought, more afterthoughts, and also yeah, another email from Malid. Not all mainstream media is that bad. Well, that's true. Um, you know, um, 
you know, um, if you have a prominent academic like Waleed Ali on a mainstream show like The Project, um, but also, now I'm not quite sure of the wording here, Melina, um, the exact wording as per the email is you do high, how highly assimilated gay men, and I think that means to be you do have highly assimilated gay men who appear on these shows who aren't representative of the normal gay male sometimes. Uh, Tim Wilson is a case in point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, that Tim, you know, is someone who's sort of, um, you know, I, I, you know, and some people say, oh, well, I'm not my sexuality. That to me, it's like me thinks they doth protest too much. Um, the son of a Greek migrant is the CEO of Sky News. Um, 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 Angelos um, Frangopoulos, uh, thanks for your reply. As always, kill them with kindness and humour. Yep, it's a good approach. Um, but, um, of course, don't deny anyone's feelings. All right, a couple of quick messages, then we'll, I'd better wrap up and make way for freedom of species in a few minutes. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Imagine having no income, no wear rights, and no idea what your future holds. For thousands of people seeking asylum, this is their reality. Families are struggling to feed their children, and some are sleeping on our streets. A donation to the Asylum Seeker Resource Center provides food, shelter, and health care. Just $21 feeds a family for one week. Text the word HELP to 0475-444-555 to donate. The Asylum Seeker Resource Center is a 3CR supporter. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, recreational. There's lots of things, isn't it? <laughs> Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing, but I don't know, people get good feelings off it. Fun. Entheogenesis. Stupid. Fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hate them. Scourge. I'm agreeing with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all, I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. If you think of that, recreational drugs. I don't know, drugs, bad. Medicine, help people, helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person the drug user? In Psychedelia, we're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3pm. Absolutely, following Freedom of Species at 1pm um, if you are listening live. And of course, remember to listen to podcasts and On Demand. Um, we're um, On Demand, available for all programs and podcasts um, at the um, discretion of the presenter and that sort of stuff. And then, of course, Queering the Air at 3, part of the great queer lineup um, on 3CR. Um, although, of course, lots of queer presenters in all sorts, parts of the of the station, which is sensational. Um, what else has been going on? Um, yes, um, did want to post the mention the link. It is um, out of the Pan's Radiothon show in two weeks, and um, got a big target this year. It's the biggest one ever, um, as these as is the saying goes nowadays. Um, and so, need your help to reach the target. Um, please start donating now, and as soon as that link is found, um, the crowdraiser is live. You can go to givenow.com.au, 
Crowdraiser public out of the Pan Radiothon, but if you just put in Give Now and out of the Pan Radiothon in your search engine, it will come up. Um, need your help to contribute to 3CR um, as part of the program. And there's only been a couple of donuts coming so far. Um, and no worries about um, the grandma areas. No, grandma areas, um, Melina. That happens. Phone's a bit wonky. Yes, um, I wish people. I personally don't like replying to texts. Um, big fingers and um, whittle buttons and fingernails don't really go together. Um, things that are coming up very, very quickly in the queer community. Um, we're heading for Stonewall uh, Month, and in just under three weeks, on the Saturday, the twenty-third, yours truly will be part of a panel at Solidarity Salon, one of the great um, inclusive progressive um, venues of Melbourne. I'm um, talking about what next after Stonewall, um, along with a, a, a proverbial, um, well, well, biased as I may be, star-studded cast. Um, who is um, doing that? Let's just have a look, because I put it on the wall. After, yes, reviving the spirit of Stonewall, um, and thanks to the good peeps at um, um, Radical Women. You've got yours truly. You've got Josh Mason, who coordinates a um, blog, LGBTIQ Punk Stories. You've got Sarah... Uh, Niner, I hope that's the appropriate pronunciation of the family name, an anthropologist and expert in gender politics on lesbian, bi and trans oppression in East Timor. Um, Timor-Leste, I should say. My apologies. Lisa Farrell from Rad Women on and also Isja. And um, chaired by the fabulous Alison Thorne. So lots happening. Um, what else is happening um, this week on the standing events, Bent TV, and great to have a two-year extension for Channel 31's licence. Woohoo! Including Bent TV there on Friday night, as always. Seahorse, and of course the um, June party is the birthday of Seahorse, 43 to next week, 43 next week. And then Polly, the discussion group, on um, Tuesday the 12th. So, better get out of here. Make way for the fantastic crew from Freedom of Species. Take it out today with a song about the season. Yes, we're in there and I need it. Um, here's Paul Kelly and the Messengers, as they were known by then, comedy album and, well, one for the seasons, a winter coat. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.